Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. All right, welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Angie and Steven's podcast. Crass Alone. Crass Alone Podcast. All right. That's better. All right, so welcome back. Um, I mean, praise the Lord. Amen. Um, All the time. Uh, you know, we ask that God um, just touches every single person that listens to this. Um, I pray that God can take your hearts if he hasn't already and he replaces your heart uh, with a heart of flesh mm. that he converts your heart. Uh, Ezekiel eleven nineteen says that only God can change someone's heart. So I know as Christians, we sometimes feel a little discouraged because when we talk to somebody about uh, our testimony and you know our experience with God and how wonderful God is a lot of times you know we feel a little deflated because the person didn't immediately uh accept Jesus right right and so um you know I just want to remind Christians out there that you know it's not your job to to convince or, co- or convert anyone to anything it's just your job to share the gospel and live it and you know you know and share your testimony as well and what god has done in your life and and by doing so you know the holy spirit will use that to to turn people's hearts to him and and reveal the truth about them um i find it interesting because you know we before before the it happens before god reveals the truth to us you know we uh we're just, I guess we're just blind to it. You know, we're just blatantly blind to it. And, yeah. and you know, we have to remember that. We have to remember that, you know, sin is is kind of part of that veil that, that keeps us from seeing the truth that is Christ. And, um, I mean, I don't know if you're going to read a part of that. Um, I don't know if we're going to get that far, but. You know, there's a part after the resurrection where um, Jesus is walking with these two guys that are that are coming from that, and they're, they're uh, were they going to Amos? I think is that the road the road to mm-hmm. Amos? And he just walks with them the whole time, and it says that uh, it was quite the distance. Apparently, mm-hmm. I don't know what I know when we when we read stadiums. I don't know that that's. <laughs> That's what we think of when we think stadiums, but in those times it was a a, a, a measurement. I don't know exactly how, you know, how far that is, but mm-hmm. it feels pretty far to me. Yeah, far enough that Jesus was had enough time to share all of Scripture with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, from it says from Moses, right, from Moses to the yeah. law to the prophets, he just and they didn't even know they were talking to Jesus. Yeah. So, um, anyways, um, I guess we'll we'll get started. Um, so. And I read that the other day, and I'm like, man, I wish, I mean, it's probably, yeah. I, I just wish that we could hear wh- exactly what he said. I mean, 
know. We'll, we can read through the Old Testament and kind of see where uh, Jesus is, I guess, present, where like we see how Moses is the shadow of Jesus and yeah. um, Abraham is a shadow of Jesus and David and so forth. But man, it must have been awesome to be one of those two disciples to hear that, um, even though they didn't know that it was Jesus talking to them at the time. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but I really like afterwards how, after Jesus is revealed, after when he, um, I think he prays for the food, and that's when they realize that it's him, and then he disappears. <laughs> I know they, their response was, man, like, no wonder while while he was talking to us about the scriptures, while we were, we were walking, like, it was burning, something was burning inside of us. We yeah. should have known that it was Jesus, so... um. I don't know. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful um, thing. And, and, and you know, and that's that's what happens to us. I think uh, a lot of times, you know, uh, God is talking to us and and we don't, like, we just ignore it and we don't pay attention and we right. don't realize. I mean, Scripture says that we will we will entertain angels also and, mm-hmm. and we'll be unaware. Um, right. And so, uh, I don't know. It's it. I don't know. That just made me think a lot. The other day, because I'm like, man, how many, how many angels have I run into? How many times has, you know, God Himself, you know, manifested Himself and and used other people, and 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 mm-hmm. I just, I just didn't know it, you know, I didn't right. see it. I, anyways, um, yeah. So, uh, happy resurrection, happy weekend, resurrection or, weekend, right? Yeah. Well, for them, it's. Past them, resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. You know what I find interesting about mm-hmm. this? Uh, you know this. Um, this whole thing here. I, I think you you touched on it. Um, before you know when you were talking to your your friend at work, uh, your Jewish friend. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, our holidays, our our festivities, align this year, and this is the third time in the last century that that's happened. That's interesting. And you know. Three is an interesting number in scripture, right? There's a lot of things that, that happen in threes. And so um, I just, it makes me like a little bit excited because I'm hopeful that this three has something to do with, with us going home soon. Right. <laughs> um, but um, anyways, it's just, to me, it's like super interesting. Yeah. Um, and we had a big, big moon yesterday too. Did you see it? I didn't see it. Yeah, it was. Did you take a picture? I didn't. All right. Well. Um, but no, it was. Nor big. did you tell me about it. Yeah, I didn't tell you. I mean, All right. it's the moon. I figured you would have seen it. <laughs> Why didn't I? Oh no, yeah. Uh, for but, whatever reason, but no, I didn't. It, it was it was big and uh, and um, kind of orangey. All right, I for guess. future reference, it was orange. I think so. Not For sure. future reference, if you see something out of the ordinary in the sky, you need to text me immediately. All right. Or FaceTime you, right? Or, well, yeah. I don't know. But you could have been sleeping, though, because, you know, you go to sleep like at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. That's wrong. Okay. 5.30. I, just, I have to. <laughs> Whatever. I have to get up early, okay? On the weekends, though, I go to sleep a little a little later. What, Anyways. 6.30? 6, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> So resurrection, I guess weekend yeah. is that what we would call it? Um, because I mean, Easter itself is a pagan is a pagan holiday. Like yeah. the whole thing with the 
Easter bunny and all that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of, I guess, has to do with springtime. I don't. Yeah, I don't no, really it's know. Uh, it's something with uh, uh, it's like some some sort of fer- uh, fertility. Yes, God yes, or yeah. something. I don't know. So we say Happy Easter, but um. And, you know, we still have the eggs at the church for the kids, but we always have to remember that it's ultimately about Jesus. It's about Jesus. Um, So it was interesting because, and I love it because I feel like, I don't know if it's every good Friday, um, but at least the last few Fridays, I just noticed that it gets very gloomy. The last few Fridays, like sorry, the last few good Fridays. Okay, (laughs) thank you for clarifying. Um, The last few good Fridays, um, it's it gets gloomy. So uh, Friday, I woke up and I was a little excited because it showed that it was going to rain. And so I had read the night before because you know I want to prepare mentally um, about uh, I guess Good Friday in the Bible and Luke. Um, and then it said that basically, so Jesus was crucified and he was on the cross sometime between 12 and three and three is when he finally dies. And he, yeah. you know, he, he has his last breath and he says, I it commit to you my spirit. Yeah. So, um, it was interesting because it, it started raining maybe sometime between 12 and one. Not only was it raining, I guess, at least near my job, but it was like hail was falling from the sky. It was yeah. raining hard. Um, and so I'm like telling my coworkers, I'm like, I think, I don't think it's a coincidence that Jesus <laughs> died around this time. Yeah. And I specifically said, you know, between 12 and three and at three he dies. And I tell my coworker this and, you know, I, I think he grew up in church, um, but he's not a, I guess a practicing believer right now. Um, and so, you know, we go on about the day and the, at 2.59, the power goes out. <laughs> like completely and the sun had already come out yeah. <laughs> and it just goes out and he comes to my office and he's like you called it you called it it was just about to be three um and i i don't yeah you know i don't believe i don't believe those things are coincidences um yeah. but well you know it, it, it that's you know if they had electricity back then that's what would have happened yeah. right um in a sense it did happen right because right. they got dark there was an earthquake it says that the whole earth shook yeah i mean the whole earth that's intense right, right. so um, and there was darkness you know yeah and it was only it was you know three <laughs> yeah so it wasn't uh usual anyways um but now today sunday resurrection sunday i know he has risen well for you guys it's after that but still he's still risen (laughs) yeah yeah i i I did a i did a short video if you guys checked it out on our instagram um because a lot of people have heard the story you know we've all heard the story we all grew up hearing the story yes jesus the cross that means you know some guy two thousand years ago he died uh you know on the cross some you know some people will say some prophet some sage some wise man was crucified you know they'll say all those things so everybody one way or another is pretty familiar with Jesus dying on the cross mm-hmm. and then resurrecting right um but a lot of people don't know why or don't even think about why that happened why right. that had to happen they don't think about that the fact that Jesus was innocent and he was crucified for claiming to be God. Mm-hmm. You know, he was 
accused of blasphemy, you know, and, and just, you know, back, back in those days, you know, there's like these Pharisees and all these uh, religious people, they were, you know, strictly, strictly the law. And uh, and Jesus came and turned their world upside down. Right. Um, and they didn't really like that. Um, right. I think part of it, too, was they were intimidated. Yeah. Because he was so smart. And I think the the frustrating thing, I guess, I would think from Jesus's perspective is that these were religious people. Right. That new scripture. That new scripture. But in, he was like, but if you really knew scripture then you would know who I am. Yes. Like Isaiah, uh, all of the all of the books point to Jesus, but Isaiah <laughs> yeah. says, yeah, he says, it says a king is going to come, but he's, you know, it says that he's going to be rejected and that he's going to suffer and <laughs> like it lays it out. Yes. Um, David and, too, in the Psalms. You know, yeah. He'll be pierced for our transgressions. It says it all throughout the Old Testament. And yet, you know, the Pharisees being all religious were like, no, that's not it. Yeah, interestingly enough, I think we might have mentioned this before when we did uh, um, uh, Christianity versus mm -hmm. Judaism. Um, they they they're not allowed to like read Isaiah fifty three, right? Um, and I think Isaiah nine might be another one of those that they're not allowed to like look at. And it's because of that. It's because it talks about it talks about not it doesn't just talk about the crucifixion. Mm -hmm. It talks about the virgin birth. Right. It talks about his birth. It, it talks about all these things. And and for those of you that may not realize it, Jesus uh, fulfilled uh, 33, I mean, sorry, not 33, 300 prophecies, 300 written prophecies that were written hundreds of years before, um, like coming into Jerusalem on the donkey. Like, that was a big one. Um, and, you know, and the people that, that knew scripture that... Uh, back then they they showed up they showed up with the with the palm leaves and received them and were you know singing hosanna and they were just they, they were expecting him mm -hmm. um but uh but still you know the the religious folks they just uh they weren't having it and and they were like they were complaining that he was healing people <laughs> on a sabbath right they're like on a Sabbath, you're like, what are you doing? And he's like, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. Right. Like, I'm the reason that the Sabbath exists. What are you talking about here? Yeah. <laughs> and then he, uh, you know, and, and I love it because the way he responded to them, like the pastor said today at church, you know, it came to a point where they just stopped asking him questions. Because mm -hmm. they, they always try to catch him slipping. And Jesus was so smart that, you know, he, he, I mean, he was God, right? So, right. Or he is God. So, but, but it, it's just incredible to me. I would have loved to, to see all of that. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's multiple times where it says that, um, the Pharisees were thinking something like they didn't even ask it. They were thinking <laughs> yeah. it. And Jesus would say, I know that you're asking yourself this. Well, he wouldn't say <laughs> yeah. it like that, but basically he would answer their question essentially. And it's like, not only is he healing, but this man's reading your minds and answering your questions. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, all right, listen, it's not like Jesus was out fishing on the Sabbath mm -hmm. or like dancing around, you know, 
or doing something that that the law prohibited right it's mm-hmm. like he was out first of all he was out doing what he was supposed to be doing right. but he was out healing people he w- like i i just i just love that i love that interaction that that they always had with him because like i said they try to catch him slipping and he was just you know he was too smart for him i mean yeah He's the creator of the universe. <laughs> what do you expect? Right. <laughs> but uh but yeah, but you know, he gave them all he fulfilled all these signs. It's like was 300 prophecies not enough? <laughs> 3 I and and that's what makes me think nowadays like Christians. That's why it's we don't convince people. Like think about Jesus. Like Jesus he he did it his ministry was three and a half years. And people killed him for it. <laughs> right. Like, they they didn't believe. They rejected Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, physically rejected him. And they saw the healing. And, and they, they saw they the there. miracles. So that's why when, like, I'm talking to an atheist, and they say, well, well you know, uh, <laughs> this is the worst. This is, like, the worst thing I could hear an atheist say is, well, I'll ask, what would convince you that that God exists? Well, if he would just show up and, you know, show me that he exists, you know, I'm like, he did. Right. And he was crucified for it. And he performed miracles. Mm-hmm. And he used other people and did miracles through them. Like, this has been going on for thousands of years. Right. I mean, uh, how far back do we need to go, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody knows Moses, right? Everybody knows something about Moses. They know that he parted the Red Sea. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Moses did it, but that was God. That was God parting the sea. Mm-hmm. You know, that was God using Moses to show the people. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine you go to the beach today and... For some reason, we're being attacked, and we're on the beach trying, but there's no boats. And then some guy just comes up and says, "Don't worry, God's with us." And this the ocean just like makes way, makes a path for you to like walk to the other side. Right. I mean, that's like something out of a movie, right? Right. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to like be there to believe it. Yeah. But. It's like, and they were there, and, you know, even after so many years, they just kept turning away. It was like, they just took God for granted over and over and over and over and over. I mean, come on. You know, they have have a 490-year debt with God, and up until Jesus, you know, 483 of those years had been fulfilled, so... Like, they still owe God seven years. The only thing is that now it's not just Israel. Mm-hmm. It's everybody else that rejects Jesus. So that's why we encourage everybody, listen, turn to Jesus now because, I mean, the time is soon. And like right. you said earlier, right? Like, you don't believe in coincidences. I don't either. I believe that God does everything. Everything is intentional and calculated. Yes. Um. So, so... I feel like I feel like math is 
one one of those uh, languages that God uses to communicate with us. And so there are just some mathematical consistencies that seem to be lining up that just get me really excited. Um, like I said, you know, third time that we line up with the uh, Jewish um, uh, Passover. Passover. And uh, and it's like, uh, it just makes me wonder. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it makes me wonder, you know, could this just be another another thing in, in God's checkbox that that we don't know about, you know, mm-hmm. that that he's just saying, all right, well, I'm just going to wait for like the third time that these <laughs> that, and that this lines up so that, yeah. you know, I could come for my bride. And um, I, it just again, it's super interesting and gets me super excited to think about things like this, because yeah. um, I just I just think that it's any moment now. Yeah, I, I, I there's. There's not, there's just too much. There's just too much evidence. There's too many yeah. things, um, like we've said before. Um, I, I don't. I, I would find it inc- incredibly difficult for someone to be able to change my mind and say no. There's, there's not going to be a rapture for like another twenty years, or ten years, or, um, or there's no rapture at all. Like there's some people that believe that. And I just, I'm sorry, but there's evidence to the contrary and, you know, from what scripture says and with everything that's happening. I know, I'm sorry, we didn't mean to get into eschatology here. <laughs> um, so anyways, so, so why, I never answered the question. So why did Jesus, why did Jesus willingly, you know, um, submit himself to, to die on the cross? And how did you get from that to eschatology? Uh, because <laughs> it just it all okay, here's I, the thing. No, 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 no. Answer the question first. Answer Hold on. Your question Revelation first. 19. Revelation 19. Uh, if you can find the verse for me, somewhere in Revelation 19, maybe verse six or right after, it says that uh, this the spirit of prophecy is Jesus. It says it's Jesus Christ, and so I the same way that. The same way that every time you talk about the Bible, every time you give a message about the Bible, you know how it, it ties in with Jesus, it ties in with the cross, it ties in with the gospel. The same way, like, Jesus is coming back. Like, that was the whole point, you know, him dying, defeating death, so that later he could come and defeat sin. Like, put an end to sin. And, and it's part of that. Revelation nineteen ten. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. This is John. Uh, but he said to me, "You must not do that." Um, the person talking is an angel. You mean you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. There you go. It, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So. So it's like you can't talk about when we when we're talking about past events, even like the cross, it's it was a prophecy that was being fulfilled. And when you talk about prophecy, like it's all tied together. There's you yeah. you really you can't escape talking about the cross, Jesus, and him coming back. It's they they all 
like it's all part of the same timeline here. Right. But um but yeah. So uh so so yeah, so he died he willingly died on the cross um to pay the debt that we owe God for our sins, right? Mm-hmm. We live in this fallen world um because of our sinful nature that we inherited from Adam and Eve and you know, that's why the world is where it is. Yeah. Um and so the wages of sin is death. Says that in Romans six twenty three, but we are not good enough to do anything to earn salvation, right? Right. So Romans uh, three ten says that not one, no one, no one, not one is good. And so, how do we get saved? Well, you have to repent. You have to submit yourself and turn to Christ, because He shed His blood. To pay the debt for your sins. So so the way that I picture it is. When you die. Or if you know we get raptured before we die. We're going to be in the throne room. Everybody's going to be facing judgment. And there's going to be two group of people. This And this is just. This is just how I picture it. Right. There's going to be two group of people. And on one side. Everyone's going to be dressed in white. And they're going to have a a court-appointed lawyer. And on the other side, everyone's going to have to give an account for themselves, for their, for their life. And so when, when the the father's on the throne looking at everybody, he's going to turn to one side and he's going to say, well, let me, let me look at this book. He might, you know, he might look at the book of life or before he book, look, and this is just, again, this is my, my imagination running here. He, he, cause if he looks at the book of life, there's kind of defeats the purpose of what, of what I'm Im- imagining here. <laughs> so let's just say he doesn't look at the book of life first. Um, he looks at the book of your life, right? And he says, all right, Angie, um, I need you to explain this to me you know i need you to give an and and like right away our lawyer right Mm -hmm. jesus is gonna say wait 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 a second um he's gonna say angie don't say a word (laughs) (laughs) right angie don't say a word and he's gonna say father i've paid the price for angie Mm. i've paid the price so that her debt is paid here's the receipt right Here's the receipt for her debt. Right. Right. And, and for the and he's listeners, gonna, he's holding he's, up. I'm holding up my hands <laughs> and Jesus is going to show the father the piercings in his hands and his feet and in his chest or on his side. And he's going to say, I've paid the price for Angie and everybody else that's standing here that's dressed in white. I represent every single person here. Right. And so... God is going to, the Father is going to then take that stack of books that's everybody's life and just like toss them out. And he's going to go through the book of life and say, Angie, you're here. So and so, you're here. So and so, you're here. Stevens, you're here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's it. And then we're going to stay there. And then he's going to turn to the other group of people. 
and say, who paid the price for you? Who defends you, you know, against your sin, against your transgressions? And they're going to say, Lord, Lord, you know, I cast out demons in your name. I, you know, I did this, I did that, I did. And, you know, he, he might pull a, a rock moment and say, it doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you did. Because, you know, in terms of, you know, your sins, everybody commits them. Everybody's guilty of them. Everybody owes that debt to me. Right. But the difference is you didn't invoke the one who pays that debt. Mm -hmm. You know, he, in fact, he paid the debt for you and you rejected it. You re I heard a pastor say this. It's like Jesus paid the debt, right? For, for for your sins. But now in order for it to show under your name, he had to transfer that. He had to transfer the funds into your uh into your account. Mm -hmm. And because you failed to accept the transaction, you still owe the debt. Right. It doesn't register in your name because you rejected it. You didn't you didn't accept it. And how do you accept it? Well, we just said it. We you you repent of your sins, you ask God into your life, you ask God to change your life, and and then the change happens. You accept Lord uh, Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and then you share your toast testimony with others, and you share the gospel. That's how you do it. I mean, really, you just repent. I just want to be clear: you repent, believe, and you confess. Um, and then everything else is the, just a fruit of that. But, you know, he'll change your life radically. And so that's what Jesus did. So when, when we reject them, we're throwing Christ back on the cross and saying, we don't care about what you did. Yeah. We don't care about your sacrifice. You know, because that's what it was. It was a sacrifice. Um, and, and he absolutely did not have to do that. Right. It's an so. amazing gift. I don't know. I was just, I, we were talking about this earlier today and I was thinking about it earlier in, during the service. Like I literally don't know where I'd be if I didn't, if he didn't rise <laughs> on uh, the third day. Well, I would be completely lost, completely alone, completely. I don't know if I'd be here anymore, honestly. Well, <laughs> Paul says in Rome, first uh, Corinthians 1517 he says that if if jesus didn't die and didn't rise again then we believe in vain and we are the biggest fools that the universe could have ever right you know sustained uh and and it's true you know christianity that is that is pretty much the foundation of Christianity. It's the resurrection. Um, so I mean, let, let let's let's read some of the verses, and then maybe we maybe I'll uh, I'll mention some of the uh, some of the evidences for the resurrection. Okay. So this is we're reading from we're continuing from Luke since we were in Luke last time. 
And since I've been in Luke, so Luke, Luke, Luke. Uh, but and on the you first, love Luke. you <laughs> love do, Luke. I do like Luke. Why? Why is it again? I don't. I don't know. I think they're all uh, awesome in their own way. I just. I don't. Know. I think I like John the best. They're all great, honestly. Uh, but on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they were, they went. In, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the leaven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to be an idle, an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths, by themselves, and he went home, marveling at what had happened. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, do you want to let like talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just I think uh, my favorite part. Well, two things. Uh, you'll probably touch on this, but. Um, as far as proof of the resurrection is one of the reasons we know it to be true is the fact that the tomb was empty. Um, and not only that, the people who first found out were women. Yeah. And women, we talked about this probably in the first few episodes, um, you know, women weren't thought about highly. Um, yeah. So the fact that they were mentioned like that, that's one of the proofs, the fact that they were... You know, they were the ones, the first ones to find them, you know. Um, and if I'm telling a story, if I'm making up a story, if I want you to believe me, uh, during these times, I would probably use a man, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but in reality, what happened is that, you know, these women were the one who first found the tomb that was empty. Um, and the second thing that I think is, I, I love is, we've talked about this before, but Peter is one of my favorite people, one of my favorite disciples. I just love his response. Um, but Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Like the the response to finding that you know the women found the tomb empty is that he goes to find um, out for himself, which is actually one of the other reasons we believe that he actually rose. We one of the reasons we actually believe that the tomb was empty because, because a man confirmed it. <laughs> no, no, no. Because because during that time, and we uh, you probably know what verse it is. It's in Corinthians. Where it says over 500 men yes. saw him resurrect. Like if anyone were to hear that story, what they would do to verify it is they would just go to the tomb to verify whether or not exactly. it was empty. Like yeah. all, all the Romans had to do, all anyone had to do is show Jesus's body. Yeah, that's uh, 1 Corinthians 15 verses 5 and 6. Right. It says that he showed, he appeared to 500 others. And he appeared to the twelve disciples, right? And uh, and of course to to the women that saw him. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, and it says too that uh, that he appeared to some of his foes too. So I can imagine, you know, being that. I mean, Paul. Mm-hmm. He appeared to Paul. I mean, right. this was later, but he appeared to Paul, and that is another evidence. I I think honestly, I think that's one of the strongest evidences out of all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. the empty the empty tomb is a good one because the empty tomb um has been recorded historically in uh for sure for sure in Jewish history. Mm-hmm. Um and if I'm not mistaken, um Roman history as well. Um and so you have that corroborating the biblical history that's recorded. It all coincides. So there's no, and I think you and I discussed this in one of the first episodes when we're, why Christianity um, is because of, you know, for the tomb portion of it, they, there's no reason for the apostles or the disciples to, um, to hide, to take the body and hide it because, yeah, that would, that might have convinced some people, but not, Christianity wouldn't have exploded. That's number one. And number two, they would not have been willing to die, to be tortured and die the way that they did if they knew it was a lie. I mean, we have also atheist um, scholars and historians that all agree that, you know, these these people... uh, in particular, the you know the ones that recorded in, in you know in the Bible what we know as the Bible today, they definitely definitely saw something. Like that's how far the atheist scholars will go is to say, well, of course, there's no way that we can definitively say that they saw Jesus, but based on what the what they recorded, they definitely believe that they saw Jesus. Like they. I mean, they so much so that they died for it. Right. You know, and with the opportunity to just, all they had to do was even, so I, I to me it's incredible because mm-hmm. I think in, in today's world, if somebody came up to somebody else and said, hey, listen, you have to go in there and rob a bank or else I'm going to kill your family. Mm-hmm. I would think that most of us, including myself, we might be inclined to do that. I mean, let's be real. We'd be inclined to do that. Um, so for them to, to say, hey, listen, you have to reject what you are preaching. Reject that Jesus, you know, rose from the dead, like you say, because you're, you're, you're starting quite the ruckus out here. Um, it's creating problems for our police force. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to stop it, um, or we'll kill you. Uh, not not just that, but we'll we'll brutally torture you. Right. Um, and you know, and there and there's people that that were, I mean, boiled alive. I mean, I've read some of these stories. Uh, yeah. You know, being boiled alive and crucified and beheaded and. I mean that's the death part of it, but but some of the torturing parts, it's like, you know, it, I just can't, I can't. So so to me, 
there's no way fine you could you could maybe argue that one person was hallucinating right in fact that's i don't know i don't know any serious scholar that still holds that view um was that there was a some sort of collective hallucination, hallucination. And, and yeah yeah and so you probably know more about this because you're a master in counseling and, <laughs> uh but but you know there there is no evidence of people hallucinating the same exact thing mm -hmm. you know and it's it's not like because i've i've had those moments where you know i'm in a dark room and i see a shadow and it looks like a person and it makes me panicky a little bit and then i realize it's just a shadow or right. oh it's just a, a sweater that's hanging from yeah. the you know it just look it looks like yeah. and so but but <laughs> but scripture records that that jesus ate with them yeah he like hung out with them and, and it was 40 days of this yeah and like you said a group hallucination doesn't make sense but i think if we were to argue a group hallucination, maybe in a one-time event, but like he showed up to multiple people at different times. Yeah. So that, you know, it just, it just doesn't make sense. And uh, I love, yeah. um, the pastor brought it up today. I also love the story of Thomas where he's like, you know what? Because he was one of the disciples who hadn't seen Jesus yet resurrected. And he's like, I'm... I'm not going to see, I'm not going to believe until I can touch his wounds. Like, yeah. I'm not going to believe it's him. And then Jesus shows up and he's like, Thomas, go ahead and touch my wounds. <laughs> and, and Thomas is like, Lord, no, you know, I, I, I believe. And um, like you said before, a lot of atheists or a lot of people will be like, you know, if God just showed up now, I would believe. And like you said, he did show up. Um, Jesus showed up. And we, if we look for the evidence, like we've been saying over and over if if we look for the evidence, we're gonna find it. Um, but also, if you like, if you, I believe strongly that if you believe, if you if you are seeking to find truth, and you ask him to show up, that he will. Yeah. He showed up to Paul, and Paul had I don't know I don't think Paul had ever met him, um, or I don't know it. Scriptures don't talk about it, but yeah. Um, Paul experienced Jesus after yeah. he. He died, but, and but and, and Jesus I, specifically chose them, though. Yeah. Uh, no, and 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 it's happened in different ways where where people will seek truth, and they'll say, like I've heard multiple stories from Muslims. You know, um, that book we read, "Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus." Yeah. He prayed. He sought truth. He asked for the truth, and and God revealed it to him oh, in yeah. various ways. Incredible. And uh, I was Incredible. listening to the podcast. Jack Hibbs podcast. Yeah. Um, this I don't remember her name, but this Muslim woman. Uh, and she was seeking truth and she prayed and Jesus audibly told her, It's me. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like and that's the two I think the two two different cases. They're cases where you're gonna you're gonna if you want truth, you have to seek it and ask him yeah. if he's the one and he will show it. There are other cases where God's like, I'm going to show you anyways. Exactly. <laughs> like with Paul. Like, I'm going to yeah. show up in your dream um, and tell you it's me. Because he was, pers like you said, that's one of the biggest. Was he dreaming, though? Because uh, scripture says that the, the there was some people near Paul that they heard something, but they didn't see anything. No. I, I it was, no, it wasn't a, I think it's. I, On his road to Damascus you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I think I maybe he was the only one who maybe heard it, but he wasn't dreaming. No, he, that's what I'm saying. No, you're saying that. So what what did you just say about Paul? That it's gonna that God will reveal Himself in different ways. Okay. Some people you have to ask for truth. Right, right. And you know. But what did you say about Paul in particular? You said something about a dream. I don't remember saying anything oh, about a dream. Maybe I thought you said that. Um. Anyways, <laughs> I thought that's what you said. Um, no, to to the guy from uh, the book, he revealed to him, himself. Oh, in oh, dreams. you're talking about Nabil. Nabil. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and they were pretty impressive uh, dreams too. Um, stuff that was. Anyways, read the book. <laughs> That's a good book. Great book. Great book. Great um, book. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't. I almost couldn't finish the book. I was like in tears. It was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful testimony. That was really good. Um, but in terms of uh the hallucin uh, hallucination, uh, uh, here are four flaws in the hallucination theory. So, like you said before, large groups of people don't hallucinate at the same time hallucinations uh they don't transform lives like seeking a man risen from the dead uh jesus was also seen by people at different times in various places so this like raises questions like did they all hallucinate on those occasions and why didn't anyone ever produce jesus's body like, right what's up with that and also the jews couldn't have taken the body because it wouldn't help their cause at all. Right. All they had to do was produce the body to say, look, this is not the Messiah. Mm -hmm. So even if they would have taken it so that the disciples didn't, I mean, I would think that they would want to, right? It, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense at all. You know, yeah. when they were, you know, adamant about proving that he was not the Messiah, he was not God. Um, like I said, all they would have had to do is produce the body. So if they would have taken it, they would have used it as evidence to show people, you know, hey, you guys are, you guys are phony. Here's, here's, I mean, yeah, it, they didn't have any of that. And so, um, and so that is, that is a big, but, but like I said earlier, Paul's conversion, because Paul is, you know, before he's Paul, he's Saul and he's, He's persecuting Christians. I mean, he was, was, was it, he was a Pharisee or a Sadducee or he was one of those. He was one of those big wigs, big yeah, religious so, people. So he, and, and not only that. Big religious teachers. Yeah. And not only that, but the man was brilliant. Right. There's, he was brilliant. Um, um, I heard someone mention that, that they, um, they study, there's a, there's a, there's some prestigious college that studies the book of romans because of the way that it's written um and and it's just it, it's the man was brilliant okay so he knew what he was talking about so when he was persecuting christians he believed that you know they were they were all breaking god's law and he was under command to go and and kill these people and, and eradicate them but when he had that encounter with Jesus, it completely, like he did a 180. Mm -hmm. He went from trying to kill every Christian to now he's trying to make Christians. Right. <laughs> and like, so, so I, I say this, 
you know, I've said this with Jesus before. It's like, but I'll say this with Paul too. It's like they were, they were either incredibly insane or they were telling the truth. Right. Like there's no other option. Yeah. There's and no that's, other that's the same thing we've and, said, we've said with Jesus, like, yeah. because we've said that a lot of religions have, have, have said, oh yeah, he, he's not the Messiah, but, um, he's a great teacher. Well, he's either the Messiah or he's a completely insane lunatic. <laughs> exactly. Because if he's a great teacher, that means you can't take what he said lightly. Right. Right. So that's contradicting. Yeah. Too. Um, the other thing too is James James Warner Wallace in his book Cold Case Christianity, he mentions that, you know, there's only there's only three three uh three mo like when he used to investigate like murders from thirty years ago, he says that there's only three reasons why somebody would kill somebody else. Um, and he said it's either money, power, or sex. Mm -hmm. Money, power, or sex. Any one of those, any two of those, or any combination of those three, or all of them. And when you look at the lives of the apostles, uh, did, it, did they do it for sex? No. they. I mean, Peter had a wife, and they, they weren't out having sex. I mean, nobody would have believed them if they were out there fornicating. And then preaching, you know, sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. Nobody would have believed them. They're like, what are you talking about? You're like, you're doing the opposite of what you're teaching us. That's number one. Uh, was it for power? No. They were always hiding from the law because they were being persecuted for what they were saying. And was it for money? No. A lot of them sold a lot of their stuff and they, it, they were really homeless, right? Because they would stay in the different houses with different people right. that would keep them. And so so there's no there's no motive there for that. So there's they they in fact they had everything to lose by saying what they were saying and sharing their experience and their testimony. Um and sharing the gospel with everybody. They were they were doing the opposite of that. So um so yeah so there's there's those evidences and then I'll just mention real quick um five undisputed facts about the resurrection and we may have already touched on some of these number one jesus was killed that is a historical fact that is not just recorded in the bible but that's recorded in roman and jewish history and and greek too um jesus was buried there's also evidence of that um that again, I'm talking about atheists, agnostic scholars will not will refute. not will not refute this. They they accept it as fact, as historical fact. So Jesus was killed, Jesus was buried, and there was an empty tomb. The disciples claimed eyewitness accounts, and it's been the focus of the gospel message since the early church. Like we said, it's the foundation of Christianity. Without the resurrection, there is no Christianity. Right. And we're fools. So, and then we talked about the stolen body. Um, and let's see, four considerations about the stolen body theory. If the disciples stole his body, why would it, why would 11 of 12 eventually die over something that they knew was a lie? We talked about that. How did the thieves get past the Roman guards if somebody else stole the body? There was two guards there. 
who, by the way, would have been executed if they let anything happen because they knew they knew that if somebody tried to steal this body to make it seem like he r- was risen, mm-hmm. that it would cause what history records that caused was all, you know, a problem for the Roman Empire. Right. And so these guards would have been, they would have been crucified if they would have let anybody steal the body. Um, so Matthew 28 says that the Jewish officials and elders paid the guards to lie. Uh, and if Jesus didn't resurrect, what can you attribute James and Paul's dramatic conversions? So that that's incredible. Matthew 28 does record that the Jewish officials pay and the elders, they pay yep. the guards to lie. They're like, listen, okay, there's really no body here, but here's a ton of money. I, I could just imagine the conversation. We'll pay whatever the price is so that you can say right. that, you know. Whatever. Because, I mean, if they actually killed the guards, then that would look suspicious. Like, what are you trying to hide? Yeah. But if you tell the guards to say, hey, the disciples actually took the body, then we got a story there. Yeah. Uh. So then, and then if, and then the, the James and Paul's conversion, which James, by the way, was Jesus' brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so that, again, incredible, incredible. So, I mean, that's it, right? I mean, Islam, as far as I know, is really the only place where you can find anybody trying to refute that Jesus didn't die on the cross. And the, the, uh, Quran talks about different you know, talks about different situations where, you know, Jesus might have been, you know, like taken up to heaven and then brought back. And so technically he didn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, okay, it's just their the attempts are, are right. They're poor attempts to refute the resurrection. So I again I, I feel like if you if you can prove that the resurrection didn't happen, um then you would be the most famous person in the entire world. Like you'd be, you'd be wealthy because you'd be the first person to do it. And so I think that that in itself should be enough to provoke our listeners who may not believe to consider, right? Like James Warner Wallace, who said, man, I've read this story and wouldn't it be wonderful if this was true? I mean, read about Jesus. Read about his life, who he was, and what he did, and why he did it. And then think about it. How wonderful would it be that there isn't anything that you would have to do to enter into you know, eternity in the presence of God? And it's going to be wonderful up there. I can't wait. We were talking about it today, right? No calories. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you that are counting calories... You will uh, count no more. Count no more. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be great up there. Um, or down here, really. Down here. Up there if you die before, you know, everything goes down. But yeah, down here eventually because we'll be on a new earth. Mm-hmm. You have it in a new earth It's uh, that's going to be uh, replacing this current one. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's it. I think what, what we'll do here is kind of like how we did last time. 
Uh, we'll just end with something beautiful that I heard on a radio station. Um, so shout out to Joy FM and the people there who who put this together. It is, um, and they'll they'll you know what I'll just I'll just play it because they they explain where they got it from. It's from a book, but oh, I'm guessing we're gonna end with this. So yes. Uh, you can find us at ChristAlonePodcast.com. <laughs> All of our handles are ChristAlonePodcast, except for Twitter, which is ChristAlonePod, and our number is... 407-796-2881. Um, feel free to give us a call, text us, um, leave a voicemail. Um, if you have prayer requests, if you have suggestions, um, questions, whatever, whatever it is, hit us up. Um, you could also hit us up through our social media. Our social media seems to be where most people are are geared to reaching out to us. At. But um, but yeah, we're available. And um, you know, again, if there's a prayer that that you you know want us to pray for you about, just uh, let us know. Um, the messages come directly to my phone, so um, I'm I'm very good at responding right away. Um, and so. You know, expect that. Um, what was the other thing? The other thing, too, is that remember that you can always help support the show, help support the podcast um, for us to be able to provide better content for you by simply sharing the podcast. Um, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything to share the podcast on your social media. It doesn't cost you anything to share it through text with a friend. Um, if it's helped you in some way, um, please go to iTunes uh, podcast and leave us a review because that really helps to push our podcast to other listeners. Um, additionally, we also have some shirts um, at our merch store that you can get. Um, I'm trying to work on new designs to get out there to make them more engaging um, so that you know you can go out there and share the gospel with somebody or you know to entice others to ask you questions about your shirt that will in turn um you know glorify god and you sharing the gospel or your or your testimony so uh again you can uh find a way to support us at um any of our links um and uh those are available again on our, our social media or at our website um so we're gonna leave you with this it's just uh some something to think about um, I would encourage everyone as they listen to what follows to just close your eyes and just follow the words intently listening. God bless. Every Easter, we talk about the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. We know he died for our sins. But 2 Corinthians 5.21 says he became sin. What must that have been like for the Son of God to become sin? In their book, When God Weeps, Johnny Erickson Tata and Stephen Estes take us into that scene on that first Good Friday. They lift the cross. God is on display in his underwear and can scarcely breathe. For these pains are a mere warm-up for his other and growing dread. He begins to feel a foreign sensation. Somewhere during this day, an unearthly foul odor begins to waft, not around his nose, but his heart. He feels dirty, 
human wickedness starts to crawl upon his spotless being, the living excrement from our souls, the apple of his father's eye turns brown with rot. His father, he must face his father like this. From heaven, the father now rouses himself like a lion disturbed, shakes his mane, and roars against the shriveling remnant of a man hanging on a cross. Never has the son seen the father looking at him so, never felt even the least of his hot breath. But the roar shakes the unseen world and darkens the visible sky. The son does not recognize these eyes. Son of man, why have you behaved so? You have cheated, lusted, stolen, gossiped, murdered, envied, hated, lied. You have cursed, robbed, overspent, overeaten, fornicated, disobeyed, embezzled, and blasphemed. Oh, the duties you have shirked, the children you have abandoned. Who has ever so ignored the poor, so played the coward, so belittled my name? Have you ever held your razor tongue? What a self-righteous, pitiful drunk. You who peddle killer drugs, travel in cliques, and mock your parents. Does the list ever end? Splitting families, acting smugly, playing the pimp, buying politicians, practicing extortion, filming pornography, accepting bribes. You have burned down buildings, perfected terrorist tactics, founded false religions, relishing each morsel and bragging about it all. I hate, loathe these things in you. Disgust for everything about you consumes me. Can you not feel my wrath? Of course, the son is innocent. He is blamelessness itself. The father knows this. But the divine pair have an agreement, and the unthinkable must now take place. Jesus will be treated as if personally responsible for every sin ever committed. The father watches as his heart's treasure the mirror image of himself sinks, drowning into raw, liquid sin. Jehovah's stored rage against humankind from every century explodes in a single direction. Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? But heaven stops its ears. The sun stares up at the one who cannot, who will not reach down or reply. The Trinity planned it. The sun endured it. The Spirit enabled him. The Father rejected the Son whom he loved. Jesus, the God-man from Nazareth, perished. The Father accepted his sacrifice for sin and was satisfied. The rescue was accomplished.